Are we are we live? Oh yeah. Been, mean, live. Li- live Been live. Been live. What do you mean we're not live? We are live. Oh, we are live. Don't yeah, coming to you, up. coming to you live. From Reality Wagon. This is the Reality Wagon podcast. Episode zero. This is episode zero of the Reality Wagon podcast. I think we're just gonna. I think it's best we just introduce ourselves because, um, it depends on like where this goes. Like this will go off of my Twitter, so like, there are gonna be some people that see it that know who I am and have read me on Twitter. And I don't know if this is what you thought I'd sound like, but I sound like a twerp, and you can read my shit on Reality Wagon, and I I am a twerp, like, for sure, big twerp. We're not going to release this one, though, right? I think we can. I don't think, I'd I'd rather release something that's like (laughs) Big Brother first. I think this is good for people getting to know us, though. This is just us shooting the shit. This is us unfiltered, unadulterated, uncensored. I think I would. Uncut. (laughs) Okay, man, if you want to do, like, you know. The uncircumcised version of our. I think yeah yeah this is us in the hood. Us in the hood. <laughs> us not us in the hood. Us in a hood. We're oh. we're a hooded podcast. Oh my god. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, so I'm Anthony. Um, this is, uh, Big Brother has been like my favorite show of all time forever. For like probably the past seven eight years. Um, but I'm really just glad I get to share this with my pal. My pal Andrew, um, because I recently introduced him to Big Brother, but he's gone full tilt and now can probably out out knowledge me in a lot of facets uh, factors of the show. So I'm I'm thoroughly um, I'm very very happy to be here and doing this because it's something I've wanted to do for a while. But mainly, I mean, um, the Reality Wagon Twitter previously was strictly about Rock of Love. Um, and Daisy of Love, the offshoot of Rock of Love, but almost to a fault. Like I, it's, I tweet at Brett Michaels more than any other human on earth, and he has never acknowledged me. It's a one-sided relationship. <laughs> but um, no, nah, we were trying to pivot, trying to pivot. That's why we changed from from Watch of Love to Reality Wagon because it's a little more appealing to everyone across the general audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Considering a lot of people probably don't know what Rock of Love is or <laughs> yeah. any of these seven or whatever spinoffs <laughs> you've been listing. I've been live watching all of the Rock of Loves, um, which is Brett Michaels just finger banging strippers in jacuzzis, um, typically in Hollywood in L.A. But in the third season, which is what I'm watching right now, he's on a bus and he's traveling to all the hottest cities across the country. We're talking Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're talking Toledo, Ohio. He's going fucking everywhere. And the, boy, the they're staying. <laughs> the biggest party cities you've ever heard of. That you've never even seen the party city in Toledo, Ohio. I'll tell you, the the Holiday Inn downtown gets fucking wild. Um, but yeah, the show's beating me to shit, and I fucking hate it now. They voted out two of my favorite people on the show. Rest in peace, Ashley. And that's, that's a lot of information considering I've never seen this or barely know who Brett. It's all right. Is. It's all right. Was he in WWE? He was not that different. I think that's Brett the Hitman Hart. Close. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but no, Brett Michaels was the lead singer, is the lead singer of Poison. Um, They did Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Every Rose Has Its Thorn? Never never heard of it. And in nothing but a good time. He's a really bad singer. He doesn't really know how to play guitar. Um, But I don't know. But yeah, no, so I, I run that Twitter. Um, that's been sort of my, my baby since March. Um, I had a bit of a mental breakdown right at the beginning of quarantine, and I was like, I know what's going to get me through this. It's trash reality TV and misogyny. And <laughs> and I think I was right a little bit, partially right. Built up a little bit of a fan base. 
Um, yeah, the misogyny was really key. Misogyny put it over the top. I swear to God, if someone finds this, any of my Twitter and takes that out of context, it is all in context. In context, it's fine. And I'd like to use that as a disclaimer and say that it, there there is a context to it that you must understand to understand my tweets. Otherwise, you're going to look at it and be like, hey, I don't like how he's using the, the bitch word. And it's like, well, I'm not using the bitch word like that. I call Brett Michaels a bitch more than I call any of the girls on the show a bitch. Do, uh, do you really have to say bitch word? It's kind of implied when you say bitch. It is a word. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's too much about me. Um, Andrew, let's uh, let's just crack right into it. What What are you about? What am I about? What's your sign? What's my sign? Uh, yeah. Aquarius. Uh, apparently that means I don't cry. Like a little cry. B word like you do. Uh-huh. Pisces. Pisces. Pisces cry. My friend won't let me hear the end of it. No, I will never. Uh, not just me. Uh, also, you say friend. I think you mean one of your closest pals, best friends. Some might see amigos to the end. But uh, that's me. Uh, I'm Andrew the Milkman. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram for my Milkstagram. <laughs> Uh, but first and foremost, follow follow Reality Wagon. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just excited to be here doing this with you. I got really into Big Brother uh, after Anthony introduced me to it only like a few weeks back. I watched some super cuts. Tried to watch it with some friends. They uh, were not as into it as we were. No, absolutely not. No. And um, I really like, I don't know, I really like the strategic element of it. We were talking before about doing like the database stuff, like we got the HOA nominations and in past seasons trying to figure out like if there's a correlation and who does well talking about tier ratings as well that would be a great thing to look at like with physical mental what other thing to add into it so i, I don't know i'm here for here to support my friend yeah uh, my, my buddy just a couple pals just a couple pals talking about reality tv yeah. I, I don't know what else you could really ask for there's hardly anybody doing podcasts about reality tv absolutely no one there's there's basically no one i think we're frontiersmen on this one um conquistadors we're just columbusing podcasting we're columbus well i mean we fucking conquered first. it no we we're the first ones here <laughs> we're the first ones here no one's podcasted before no absolutely not we're, we're just at the leaf harrisons there, there are <laughs> there are no white dudes with beards that have podcasts absolutely zero not, not a with, single one none with dyed hair like you do absolutely none I think you might be right about that one. Like, I really don't think there's anyone who has as stupid as hair if I do right now. No, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, really excited for the show to start. We were kind of hoping, um, our plan was to record a podcast like this before the show released. So the, um, the first episode's on Wednesday, so so 8-5. I'm not sure when we'll actually record and release this one. We're going we're gonna to try and record it. Um, we're definitely going to try and release it before the episode comes out. Um but mostly, I mean, we wanted to record this as just like a get to know the cast. Who do we know? What do we know? Um, what do we think? Opinions about just any of the new people coming into the house. But Big Brothers kind of clamped down. Um, they got a little weird um, for a while there. There was, I follow a whole bunch of people on Twitter, um, like Peridium, Ahmad Odwin, um, and they go through and they, they, have contacts and people that have let them know and they have uh, a bunch of inside information. I believe them because they're really tied in with the space, but um, no one's really been able to nail down anything. There's been some confirms or like some really solid locks that people think based on um, contestants um, activity on social media. Like if they go dark for a couple of weeks, you assume that they're in quarantine and you, they would obviously be on the show. They would, they wouldn't come back on until they're done because they don't have access to phones or any technology in the house. Um, but one thing that I did see was a lot of the stuff that was confirmed online um, or a lot of people that had like inside information, it actually tied in really closely with the TV guide of the show. So 
I don't know how CBS let this happen. Um, <laughs> cause it might have been on purpose, conspiracy theories. It might. It honestly might have been um, just to keep the show drummed up because I woke up one morning and the number one trending thing on Twitter was TV Guide. I didn't know they even made TV Guides anymore. Um, so I don't know what psychopath was just reading the TV Guide every morning, waiting until Big Brother popped up. But, um, I mean, I can just read off the list. I don't know if you've really seen it that much, but we can just sort of like live react just kind of briefly to sort of who's been listed because a lot of the names line up with the stuff that I've seen. So we can assume that most of these people are probably in it. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, we can go with that. I also think uh, we should discuss how the house, they uh, sent out some pictures of what the house looks It looks like, fucking sick. Phenomenal. Best HOH room I've ever seen in my life. I didn't even see the HOH room. We'll, we'll go through it. We'll, oh, we'll yeah. go through it. So go we'll, through the list. We'll, we'll put a pin in it. Circle back. Add to the <laughs> um, I mean, just running straight down the list, right? I mean, Enzo Palumbo, original member of the Brigade. Mm-hmm. Um, Brigade was a little bit before I started watching. I think that was season 14. Season 14? No. No, 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 because that was a Dan season. I think season 13, maybe season 12. I think season 12. Um, but Enzo was one of the main four of the Brigade, which is the one of the best um, alliances in the history of Big Brother. Um, you know more than I do if you want to go ahead and speak on that a little bit. i got to do some catching up. Well, he didn't end up winning that season, sadly. Um, he plays better than Matt. Lane ended up being the runner-up. Enzo, I can't remember where he ended up in the jury. I think he came, like, top five. It's not bad. But, um, no, he definitely, I mean, him and Hayden were basically running that house, same with Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen it too much of that season other than the Supercut, but they were just very strategic, known to be, like, one of the best alliances of all Big Brother. Um, yeah. I'm very excited to see him back because I'm sure after a few years, like, he's now, I think, Going up there, 43, 44. He's had time to think about, watch other seasons, figure out his plan for the future. Oh, boy. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he. I remember him looking old when he was on the show fucking 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, he, he looked, he looked, he was, like, balding and shit, like, 10 years ago. I hope he just went and just full shaved it. Full shaved it. Good full shaved bold, it. Yeah. Full shaved it. As a couple of um, balding gentlemen, I think it's it's about, it's nearly time for the both of us. Might yeah. just have to bite the fucking bullet. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll go with you. Grow a massive beard. Get, get jacked. Get jacked. It. Grow a beard. Get tattoos. That way that way, everyone's just afraid of you and they don't comment on your lack of hair follicles. Uh, he, so he came in third. That's what it was. Oh, that's not so, bad. So three of the four brigade members who were the main brigade uh, came in top one, two, and three, yep. which is why it's considered to be one of the best. He's also from New Jersey, so mm-hmm. we're going to see that fighting spirit out of I was going to say, with a name like Enzo Palumbo, where else could he be from? <laughs> but... um. Then running down the list now, I mean, Ian Terry, who beat Dan in season 14. I personally think Dan should have won season 14. That's a different story. That's the missed season, honestly. One of the best plays in Big Brother history. Yeah. Can't believe, honestly, yep. Ian won that. I yep. think he just he cut too many people off, just killed too many alliances like Dan. When Dan did that, uh, the funeral speech. Dan's funeral was, obviously, I mean, anyone who's watched Big Brother, um, Dan's funeral is one of the most incredible strategic plays you've ever seen. I mean, I mean, you'd think that locking him in a room by himself for, was it two days? Uh, 24 hours. Same same deal. You lock him in a room for 24 hours right before an eviction that he would be struggling um, to, you know, put together a plan or anything because he can't talk to anybody. But, I mean, comes out, gives his funeral speech, stays all the way to the end. I mean, I think there's no reason that, that wasn't a winning strategy. But at the end of the game, um, I don't even remember how the jury went or anything like that. But I think Ian got a lot of... I, was it just like a integrity thing? Did people come back to Ian and they were just like, yeah, I mean, he, he had heart? I can't remember specifically what the jury was saying, but they were pretty much like, I think 
he played a less emotional game. He played a pretty strictly rational one. So like he had good. He was in the good graces of a lot of people. But it wasn't like Dan, where in each thing he's been, he's been like either really polarizing for some or like really in high graces for others. So like Ian kind of played that like middle neutral ground. Mm-hmm. But um, and he played a good game. Like I said, a decent game. You know, he got he got. I mean, one season. But I don't think he deserved to win based on like the strategic element. He purely was like jury manipulation. Like Dan just throughout pretty much most of the jury whenever he did the funeral thing. So Big Brother does this does this kind of often, and the other example that comes to my mind is fucking, like, Steve, Steve Moses, who won, I think it was season 17 of Big Brother. Um, he beat out Vanessa. Like, he, he knocked off Vanessa, I think, at, like, Final Four or something like that. Um, I forget who he even went to the final with. It might have been fucking, like, Austin or something, like a really big dude who didn't have a ton of strategy. But the show itself, I mean... Steve played a good game, but he was by no means the winner of the, he he was not the most strategic person in that show, and I think they just gave it to him because he was a super fan and he was he had a lot of heart and person and he didn't have much personality, but it was this was like his dream, and I think a lot of it was sort of dream based. It was just like, oh, this is like a great story. Let's go ahead and give it to him. Um, he went up there with Liz. The you see, third. Liz didn't play a particularly good game. I thought Liz was pretty good. Like, she was okay, but it wasn't anything where, like, I can't, I, even looking back, I can't remember key moves that she made. Like, she saved Austin that one week. Well, she was part of the twin twist as well. She was there with Julia. I think they kind of edged, like, I don't know, like, I think it was an odd twist to the season. That was a weird one. Um, I think her getting up runner-up as part of the twist is kind of unique. I think it was fun because... Oh, I definitely think it is. I, I, I didn't think that they were going to make it either of them that far, especially after the reveal. So like, yeah. Well, it's like the, the twin twist was even worse, too, because if, if they had been voted out, because there's only one of them in the house for, I think, the first six weeks or something like that, um, if one of them was voted out in the first six weeks, then both of them were eliminated, and no one would have even known. They might have just said, that like, oh, you just eliminated two people. Like, they might have come over the intercom and said that in the house. Yeah, for but five weeks, Julia wasn't in the house. So. Or they, no, they switched. No, 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 I mean... Um, they constantly switched. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. Ju- so Julia I, wasn't in the house. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm saying that with quotes, but, like, yeah, they were. she was, like, a non-house guest and then was added in after yeah. the reveal in week six, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that was interesting that she made it to the end like that, but, I mean, it, like, if Steve had gone up against Vanessa, Vanessa would have fucking killed him. Like, he knows that, and that's why he took out Vanessa. So, like, that was his smartest move. I think that's probably the reason that he won. No one in that show, no one in that season, I don't remember, was being, like, Davon was earlier in that season, but she got out super early. I really like Davon. I like her gameplay. But she was out, I think, like, week three or week four that season. So it wasn't anything where she um, she could have even survived to the end. But, I, like, that was the first season that I had watched. That was the second season that I had watched live. That was the first one that I watched all the way through from the very, very beginning, um, like, catching the first episode. And... That was one where I, I liked all the cast. I think that was one of the more solid Big Brother casts, like more entertaining casts. Um, but I don't remember a whole lot of people in that season that were really, really strong competitors. I mean, like, Johnny Mac was really good. I rooted for Johnny Mac at the end. I rooted for Steve even a little bit at the end, but it was never anything like that. Um, moving forward, there's some people in here that were... that I actually really like. Um, I mean, Amber Borgesotra, she was in the season right before so season 16 um she was the love interest of caleb the whatever cowboy i forgot kickbuck cowboy or kickflip cowboy whatever his fucking name is um the unrequited love interest of caleb because caleb was caleb was fucking obsessed with her and she had nothing to do with him um i don't remember being really good at the game she is she is super fucking hot i'll give her that i don't remember much (laughs) of the game like 
like I said, I remember Caleb a lot. I mean, he made it pretty far. I was yeah. really hoping to see him. I can't remember if he's on the rumored list. He is not. He was on the original list. Some people like some people have these things where they're they're getting like three sources, and if they get three confirmed sources, they're calling it a lock. And um, they, he was he was originally like one out of three, two out of three, and stuff. And there were rumors and stuff. Like some of his social went dark, but he's he's not he's not listed currently as it stands. He's he's just whatever. Yeah, I don't know much about her, so. She's yeah. fine, and like if she is in the show, like we'll go back and do some research. Like uh, if there's a highlight clip of Amber, it's gonna be like six minutes long. <laughs> like yeah. like there aren't that many highlights. I don't think she was there. She wasn't in. I don't think she was in. She might have been in jury. She might have been one of the first people in jury. She was not in jury. Yeah, she was, she was out um week uh, five, I believe. Yep, dope. Yeah, she's yeah. for sure an all star. That's my biggest gripe with this fucking cast. There's so many people in it that are just not all stars. Like. It, we'll get we'll get to it, especially when they announce the actual list. We'll go through and actually do like deeper dives in all these people, or at least the people that we care about and want to do a deeper dive in. But like, I'm about to read a fucking uh, a, a name here that just pisses me the fuck off, and it's like seven names in. So we're gonna we're, we'll get there soon. Cody Calafiore is an all star. Absolutely. Um, what a honk too. Oh my god, what a fucking beefcake. One of the most attractive people I've ever seen on this show. Oh my god, and then his brother Paul. He just looks like a like a great value, like a great value version of Cody. <laughs> Just so unfortunate. Talk about hitting the genetic lottery and then just striking out on pi- on pitches. Absolutely. I mean, I would love to see him back just because you know he played with Derek the whole time, and the reason he didn't win obviously was Derek was just a master at what he was doing. He made the early alliance with him. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Um, oh, the the hitmen. The hitmen in the bomb squad. Them too. In the detonators. Exactly. So fucking stupid. With Derek being the puppet master came. <laughs> came in first Cody came in second so I'm really real informed because they've also remained tight outside of the show I've seen mm-hmm. in interviews mm-hmm. so I mean if Cody could win this season I think it would be a lock for him as like one of the better uh, like one of the main all-stars throughout like the entirety of Big Brothers because he would have been runner-up and winner and yep. like he was in one of the best alliances yeah. too so yeah I mean if we're just keeping track of like the people that are all-stars here right now right so we've read off four names it's Enzo, Ian, Amber, and Cody I'd say three of them are probably all-stars right Ian yeah. won a season Enzo was in the best best alliance of all time finished third cody finished second like yeah. they're all all-stars um nicole franzel she's the blonde with the glasses from fucking nowhere wisconsin or whatever um but she won the second time she was on she beat paul and i think season 19 19 18 18 18 um i can confirm that uh 18 18 so yeah so she came in seventh in 16 for the Derek and cody season and yep. uh won against paul in 18 which was so satisfying a yep. 5-4 victory personality wise i think i thought she was okay in the first season um there I'm, I'm gonna piss off a whole bunch of fucking big brother twitter because she's a, a public enemy number one she has been for a while um, she won the second time, and she beat Paul, and I just don't necessarily think she should have beat Paul the first time. I thought Paul played a much more appetizing game to a jury the first time he played, and I think the card just didn't go his way. Um, I think that might have been partial bitter jury and things like that. It, also, the jury itself was really split, and they didn't like each other there to begin with, so the odds that they would come together and come to a, a main consensus, pretty slim, especially because they had, like, fucking full-on fights. It's like Paulie. The, the ugly Califuri and um, Dave Vaughn got into like a full on screaming match. They had to be separated by producers. Like that was actually a pretty crazy fight. But um, that whole season, like it just didn't feel like an actual satisfying winner. I remember that cast being really good though. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first scene that Dave, Dave Vaughn was on too. Dave Vaughn is in this rumored list. 
I've heard Devon pretty much all but confirmed. Um, I mean, she's she's pretty much a lock for this. I, that's what I've heard. Same with Nicole. Um, both of those names and Cody Calafuri have have all been sort of straight up locks in this. Um, but yeah, Devon um, is a darling of um, fucking Big Brother Twitter. I, like everyone fucking loves Devon. I really like Devon. I like the way she played the second time. She made it to jury pretty far. Um, the first time she played, she really only got to like week three. So that was like a weird one, but I would call her, I'd call her an all-star for her entertainment value, maybe more than her actual like standing in the house and how long she was there. But I do think that she was pretty good. Um, I mean, you watched a little bit of Dave on, I think, right? Uh, which season was that? She was in 18 and 17 and 18. Uh, probably Seven. a little bit, yeah. I mean, the super cuts. Seventeen, she was out pretty early. Eighteen, she lasted until jury. Got into a huge fight with Polly in the the jury house, which was wicked funny. The like, next, is she an all star though. Didn't she come in like almost last place? But like she came in sixteenth and seventeenth and eleven in in eighteen. So I it's like I'd say she's more of a fan favorite. She's definitely a fan favorite. She's for sure, like for sure, a fan favorite. She's um. She's done stuff. She's been active on social media. She has a cult following on Twitter. Within the circles that I I communicate with on Twitter, they are all very pro Davon, and she is actually one of the only people that people are are really passionate about coming back on this season at all. Like I'm, I'll read off the next name. People fucking hate her. I don't hate her like that. I just don't think she's an all star. She's by no means an all star. It's Christmas Abbott. Christmas was in the second season with Paul, so Big Brother nineteen. Uh, 19, 20, 19, 19, Big Brother 19. Um, and fucking Paul, like, she broke her, her, her big thing was she broke her ankle and then won a running, she won a sprinting contest. <laughs> like, and that wasn't her doing anything, that was Paul pulling the springs. Like, she was just kind of stuck. Um, she was in an alliance that got to the very end. She was no one's favorite. And I actually very much don't like her when, when they were all picking on Cody. And, like, they were, like, shitting on him for being, like, a vet and shit like that. It was just weird. It was a weird, like, bullying, like, whatever dynamic. Um, I don't really mind the whole bullying angle or whatever, but just, like, be a little more creative with it than banging a fucking pot and pan in his face and screaming at his girlfriend. But I digress. So Christmas is in this. She's not an all-star. Never an all-star. They're just not. I think they just ran out of names on the list, and that was the first one that made me think that, yeah, I don't think this is the cast the producers actually wanted because I don't know what she brings to the table. Um, Bailey Dayton is someone that I really like, actually. Um, she was from Big Brother 20, Big Brother 20, and she, um, she's still dating Swaggy. She was on the challenge on MTV this past year, um, this past spring, and I thought she was okay. Like, I never actually finished the challenge. I have to go back and finish it. My recordings were all deleted. (laughs) Again, not an all-star, I gotta say. I think 10th or 11th place, like, a fan favorite, again, like, if people like her, I just... She is in one of the worst Big Brother alliances I've ever was seen. Fauti or something like that. Faute fucking sucked. Faute was five people that all didn't like each other, and they all kept, but they were still aligned, and they they just kept getting manipulated by the other side of the house. They won like three or four HOHs in a row, and after they did that, they went numb. Every time they won an HOH, they'd put up like two of their own alliance members on the block, and it was just like baffling because the other side of the house was sitting there going like oh shit like we should probably win a challenge or something and it was like tyler and fucking brett um the other one tyler's girlfriend whatever fucking name is but like uh, they were all sitting there just trying to like you know just 
keep it all going, keep it all together and trying to win a challenge, but they didn't even have to because the other side just imploded on themselves. They just cannibalized themselves. It's another thing of like kind of scraping the barrel, trying to figure out all stars in quotes, but like because how how would you say she's an all star yet rock star placed ahead of her? You know what I mean? It was like, like yeah, Rockstar is a She got she got tenth the next week after her. Rockstar sucks. Rockstar was one of the worst watches on the show. Just her freaking out at Brett. Like Brett got under her skin so fucking easy. It was so funny. The female equivalent of Devon from uh, season sixteen. Kind of. <laughs> or but, uh, Devin. Yeah. Oh no, she was ba- ba- not like Devin like that. Like her freakouts weren't that bad, but they were. Um, she was definitely like, like she like what is it like Brett like told a lie or something like that in like a dr or like said something to someone and he just stuck to it but he was just trying to cause chaos and she freaked the fuck out she melted down she's like on my daughter's birthday (laughs) I can't believe you'd lie about me on my daughter's birthday you're in the big brother house chill out dog Um, Casey Clark is in this list I've seen that she was all the way confirmed and now people are saying she's still active on Twitter and it might be a bot that's tweeting for her or a friend who got her account or her agent or fucking whatever just to trying to keep some anonymity I think CBS probably came down and was just like hey just keep their keep your Twitter active even if you're not on it just so people don't know yeah. um, K- Casey won that season she probably shouldn't have um, because the next person on the list Tyler Crispin um, should have definitely won that season absolutely one of the best players I've ever seen yeah no I easy mean. That was probably one of the first seasons I watched, like, fully through with uh, some I know. And uh, he was honestly the most likable out of everyone. He was, like, the most charismatic, best one yeah. of the best strategic players. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely an amazing, just amazing player. That's yeah, just super charming. Just incredibly charming. He had a bunch of people on his side. No one hated him. No one in the house hated him. I don't even remember anyone leaving on the way out, like, thinking that he was that much of a threat. Which is, I mean, most of Big Brother, right? You don't want you don't want yourself to appear to be a threat until the very end. Um, that was like the Derek angle, like even on people's like exit interviews and stuff like that when they were sitting out and it with Julie Chen, and um, they'd sit there and be like, "Yeah, I mean, who do you think is in charge of the house?" And they'd be like, "I don't know, Cody, or Caleb." Like, like people didn't even really know, and it wasn't until everyone was gone that people realized, like, "Oh, hey, like Derek got you out. Oh shit, like Derek got me out. Like we all we're all out by Derek's hand." So. He played like he played a Derek esque game, and I just don't know. I still don't remember how those votes broke down, but I knew as I was watching it, I was like, I don't believe this at all. Um, Casey won a ton of challenges, but the game is about winning challenges. You can easily make it to the end without winning. I think Dr. Will did it. I mean, Dr. Will, I mean, pretty much did it. He threw a ton of competitions. I don't, I'm not sure if he actually won any competition until the end. Yeah. Same thing with um, JC in that season. Yeah. He didn't win a single uh, HOH until I think week 12, and he placed third in the whole game. So. But he was a great strategic player as well. He's someone I would love to have seen on this list, along with like because he has the rapport with Tyler. They were, I think, they got along pretty well in the house, mm-hmm. especially with him coming in third. So like, he's someone else I would have loved to see this season because I think he's an all-star and deserved like the second chance to like get back in there. I think JC was just really entertaining on TV. I think oh, he, he he's built built for TV. Um, and what I thought CBS was trying to do was groom him to be that. Like, a lot of times you can tell by based on the edit who CBS wants to keep close, right? So, like, if they paint someone in a really good light and they leave them off and, like, they leave with uh, sort of like a, whatever, like really like um, like a valiant sort of tone behind them, the music with which they walk out of the house and everything like that, like, 
it seems like that's they always do that with building up like it happened with jessica and cody that when they came back swaggy and bailey came back they, every, they always bring people back to like host competitions and stuff and every time they do it's because cbs has done a really good job of painting them in a really good light with all the fans people that no one can hate really um he was one of them i haven't seen him rumored on any list absolutely not. i haven't seen him on one very disappointing i wish he would come back great charismatic guy i yeah. love like, his interaction with everyone was always entertaining you know just a big personality yeah yeah, I think I, it would be really good to have him in here. Um, but uh, I, it's weird. I think there are a lot of people in those later seasons. Like, if you had him in this list, right, you would have Bailey, Casey, Tyler, and then there are other names in here, too. Yeah, it'd be very top-heavy for the recent seasons. Yeah, I mean, they kind of do lay it on pretty thick for the le- later seasons, which works to my advantage because I've, I watched all the later seasons religiously when they were on. But um, the previous seasons i have to go back and watch you know it's just it was before my time i think it also makes sense just because like a lot of people i mean for like seasons like there are some people in there for like season two through eight or whatever or, like it's a slightly altered game you know it's been 12 plus years or more like there's just been so much time that's passed also like if a lot of people have family and kids it's quarantine era so no one wants to leave during this time so like there's just a lot of like factors going into it that leads to i think it not being so much an all it's like a half all-star half fan favorite season so yeah. I think there's just a lot of like external factors that are affecting like who they can get well I mean it should be everyone after season 10 because season 10 was Big Brother All-Stars right that is also very fair like so they, like the first backs. the first cast of All-Stars should have been everyone that were All-Stars seasons 1 or 2 through 10 yeah, absolutely like this should be 11 through 21 like I don't I know what you're trying to do like and just bring back some old fan favorites that might have got missed in the first All Stars or whatever. But I mean, it, realistically, it should be t- it should be back heavy. It should be backloaded with with people that are in it. I agree because they also are having someone I believe on the rumored cast, um, Daniel Reyes, who yep. is on season Big Brother Three. She was that was in Big Brother Seven, which was the Big Brother Seven All Star season, mm-hmm. and now they're having back for a second All Star, and she's I think the oldest one rumored, which is at forty eight, which is like so much time has passed. It's basically a different. Ga- it's not a different game, but like. There's a lot that has changed, and like, I, I think if she got in, she'd play fairly well, um, just because she'd be kind of like an underdog. Like, oh, she's older, but you know, she was in the earlier season. She doesn't know this game too. Like, I think she'll play really well, mm-hmm. but it's just somewhere I'm like, you kind of already were in an All Star season, and you know, I mean, and she was a great person to watch, but eh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's I'm not usually one to appreciate when someone comes back for like a third episode. Or a third season, either really. I mean, like, Paul was rumored to be in this season. He went on back to back seasons, finished runner up in both of them. Like, that was heartbreaking but hilarious to watch because oh, the second absolutely. season he was such a fucking dick. Um, but in that, that first season, like, I think he probably should have won. The second season, I, he had one of the worst jury management situations leaving, and I don't care what anyone has to say. That's an unpopular opinion. He, people think he should have beat Josh. I think Josh was a terrible person to go up again, and I think I think because he was up against Josh, he should have beat him. But just the worst at jury management. Like it, it's a it's a um, jury management for dummies. Just watch Paul and do the exact opposite what he did from Final Seven on. I think that in this season, uh, now obviously I've seen it cast. It's kind of hard to say, but I think because it's All Star season and a lot of people we've listed off are strategic players. I think jury management won't be as important on the emotional side. Whereas I think a lot of people are gonna look at it and like. The, like were you strategic like were you cutting ties were you making alliances you know what I mean so I think this season jury management on the emotional aspect as well won't be as as it was in the Paul season where like he just was 
cutting ties left and right. Like, did not, it was burning bridges. So I think a lot more people are going to respect the strategy element to this season. I think the jury members will, without having seen the jury members or the cast, but I think that's going to be my opinion going forward. I mean, I'd hope so, just because everyone has been on the show, has had to deal with a jury, like, manage a jury, or been on a jury. And, like, obviously, they read stuff online. Like, they, they talk about, like, a bitter jury all the time and shit. Like, like a bitter jury is one of the most frustrating things to watch because you're sitting there going, like, like right, I've seen every show on TV with an, with an eagle eye. Like, I see everything. I see every conversation. It's all media produced or whatever. But when you get to the jury, they're like, well, I don't like the way that he talked to me that one time. And he really hurt my feelings. I was like, yeah, sure, he did. But he, he did a really good job, and he kicked your ass, and he got you out of the house when he needed to. Like, I th- Yeah, I think that goes into the thing where, like, a lot of these people, I mean, some of them that we've been listening off came in, like, 11th-plus place, you know, weren't pretty even part of the jury. But you talk about these people that have become first, second, third, who are either part of the jury or runner-up or winner. They know that feeling where it's like, uh, I mean, some of them lost two d- due to a bitter jury, obviously. So I think they're going to be like, oh, I could either. I don't think they'll be all oh, be bitter myself. They're going to look at it from a strategic element. Like they played that game really well. Because at the end of the day, it is about strategy and like getting up there. But I don't know. I think with the season that all of them are seasoned veterans, been in one or two seasons, I think it'll be a lot easier to look at people from like an outer lens. Where like, all right, they did that really well. I'm going to give them the points for that. Or they played me really well. I'll yep. give them my vote. So I think yep. I think it'll be that. No, I think so too. I, I at least I hope so. Um, Nicole Anthony was on last season of Big Brother. She was pretty good. She floated a bit of the way or coasted. I, I like to use the word coasted because she didn't really make much of an impact either way. She didn't float between alliances, so that's sort of the main difference. Is like someone who floats right is floating between alliances. It's actually a strategic move. So like when Rachel Riley like shit on whatever her name was for being a floater like that that wasn't really the right word it should have been like coaster grab a life vest um but what nicole did was she stayed on one side but she buffered herself kind of okay she had decent connections and relations with like jackson who ended up winning last season but nicole herself didn't really i, I think she was more of a fan favorite and that's that's the biggest qualm that i have with this this whole list is that there's a lot of fan favorites. I wouldn't necessarily call them all stars. I think she made it final six, final five. Who did? Nicole. Nicole made it third. Oh, that's a, that's a lot better than I thought. She so, made it behind Jackson, who won, and Holly, who came in runner-up. Yeah, I remember she was out just because it was pretty easy. It was like Jackson and Holly were together the entire time, and Jackson's, no matter what, like even though Holly played, I think, maybe a little bit of a more strategic thing than, than Nicole did, um, and it would have been in his better interest in order to win to go up there with Nicole. Yeah, I also think that because she was, at the end of the season, I believe, a voted uh, fans, uh, America's favorite house guest. So I think she has a dual reason for being on here, where it's kind of the season for fan favorites, and also she placed third in uh, the season uh, 21. So I think they're going to give her a second chance like they did with like Nicole, Paul, where it's like all nearly back-to-back seasons or like one after. So mm-hmm. she's – I don't think she's going to place too well if she ends up being in here. I think she might – We'll see. Reach journey, but we'll see. I mean, it'll definitely, when we see the cast, is when it's going to be easier to tell. Like, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, winning, yeah. winning fan favorite last year, though, was not hard. There were not many people to root for. It's one of the yeah. worst seasons I've ever seen of Big Brother. Um, hands down. It was, nothing happened. It was a slog to watch. It was a slog. Because you'd watch through, and you'd just get frustrated. Because, like, Jackson wasn't fun to root for, but he was the only person, I guess, to root for most of the time. I hardly remember any of the cast. I couldn't. I didn't even remember that Jackson won. I was doing some research back when they announced that it was originally going to be canceled. One of the people that one of the people that came in, like I think tenth or eleventh, was Jack Matthews. 
The only reason I remember him is because he looks like Jason Momoa. Yeah, I'm just that like, was his whole thing. He looks like Mermaid Man or, yeah, or like whatever it is. Aquaman. Um, Aquaman. <laughs> and then there's a cowboy, I think an older cowboy. I don't know. Like it just. Oh, yeah, Cliff Hogg. Cliff yeah. Hogg, Cliff Hogg should have won fan favorite, I think, personally. He was, he was like, kind of kind of sweet he would like talk to the dr like to the camera to like his family and one of the worst things i've ever seen he was outlining his entire strategy in one of the rooms in the dr (laughs) like like he was using the camera like the actual like camera in the corner of the room as a dr which is like just a bad strategy but it was cute and like i'm sure his family tuned in at 7 a.m whatever morning every morning to listen to him talk but he sat there and he's like well now i'm gonna vote out jackson next time and like I think someone walked by and just put their ear up to the door and was like, all right, I know Cliff's entire strategy. Like, yeah. it was that. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen, but he was trying to be cute and endearing. And listen, I'm not going to go ahead and knock him for that. Um, all right, next. All right. Um, all right, here's where it falls a little bit outside of my understanding, right? You might know because you, you – maybe you don't. And I think this is something that if these people are confirmed, we'll go back and do our due diligence and research. Like, that's that's on us for sure. It's more just, I mean... We didn't have any time to see who was on the cast. I mean, absolutely not. We got not. 21 other seasons, or I mean, technically 20 seasons, because the first one's forgettable. And yeah, a totally doesn't count. Game. Doesn't count. Um, but yeah, so we'll go back and figure that out once we actually know the cast Wednesday at 8 p.m. Easy, easy. So. I mean, and that that's something where, I mean, if any of these people are confirmed, it's not hard to go back and watch a supercut or go learn about them and their season or whatever, but I mean, there's, there's fucking 20 seasons and hundreds of cast, guests, uh, cast members. I mean, not all of them are going to be featured on here, but I mean, there's a lot of people that have been rumored and have dropped off in the past two days. Yep. Um, listed in this TV Guide thing, there's Janelle Prezina, who is a, a huge fan favorite. I think she's, is she blonde? She may be uh, blonde. I don't even remember. Fucking, I don't even remember uh, either. I think I think she's like a very like yeah she's very blonde. But she she was another one that I'm upset made this list because she was in Big Brother Six, Big Brother Seven. Oh yeah and yeah Big yeah. Brother, and Big Brother um, fourteen. Yeah, she's also on, on Amazing Race. Yeah, I remember her. And yeah, so she placed third in two of the seasons, six and seven, and then was like twelfth or something, twelfth thirteenth. In bigger than fourteen, it's like. Well, oh no, she she came back as a coach. Yeah, she came back. That was the she Dan. was she was a coach with Dan and um, Boogie, and there was another coach in there too. I forget who it was. Yeah, that season I didn't really watch uh, too much. I just saw a super cut of Ian and, and Dan's like plays and Dan's funeral stuff, but I could, so I can't remember how exactly she got off. But it was, it's just like, she's just kind of an old all star where she's very attractive. Don't get me wrong and blonde yep. and stuff. And so like I get. Like, she was a fan favorite, and she's one of America's like, house guests, so. She's, like, 40 now. Not she's bad. She's exactly 40, yeah. Not bad for 40. Might do some further research on her later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you will. Um, uh, Kazar uh, was in one of the earlier seasons. I think it was Big Brother's five six uh, big brother six yeah he was he was, he was also in all-stars he, he was in all-stars but he was also in the episode when he went and um or he was in the challenge where they were in a box the glass box challenge oh one of the greatest i think he i think he, 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 ba- he bowed out of it yeah he came in 10th both seasons by the way yeah yeah um, I mean, what, what an all-star what an all-star. all-star yeah absolute all-star absolutely it's like name another sport where if you finish like in the bottom third of what you do, you could be considered an all-star. Yep, I I, don't, I just I don't get it. Uh, I mean, that was also the season. Uh, season six was the secret partners one, which I think oh, was an interesting twist. That was a secret, uh, interesting um, twist. But um, I, it was it would just end up being weird for him, and he got out of it because his partner was eliminated. I think before him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
Well, but it's not, like not excited to see him. No, not particularly. So Danielle Reyes, I, she of, won season three. I'm almost positive. No, uh, she featured no. final two. She's no. final two. Um, but she's again a fan favorite. She's someone that as soon as people mentioned that Danielle might be coming back on, that people started losing their minds, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll make sure that I I study up on her if she comes back. Kevin Campbell. I thought Kevin Campbell was a different person. I thought Kevin Kevin Campbell was the Kevin from the second Paul season, um, who was actually pretty funny and grew up in a town like a couple towns over from me. And like my sister saw him at like a high school basketball game and stuff. It was kind of weird that he was like a, he was like a full grown dad, but he had like a undercut, like a slick back undercut, and was like a super like like a cool like jazzy older father or whatever. I found that pretty interesting, but um, it was never. It, it, it ended up being somebody else, and like I don't even know this other person very well. Um, I've never seen them before, and people were like kind of interested to have them back, have them back from Big Brother Eleven. Yeah, got, I mean he got third. You know, I mean that was a season with the clicks, uh, like change, twist, or whatever. They got like I think it was athletes, brains, mm, uh, offbeats, mm, and mm. Uh, the popular. So he was. It was an interesting season. Um, but I and he was in part of the offbeat one, so I think that's why people kind of rooted for him and stuff. Yep, easy to root for. Um, I, I can see it in his face. He just looks like a likable person. People were really uh, excited when they saw that he was listed here. But like I said, like I never, I never watched that season. So he, he also was one of the first people to open it. Uh, actually, he might have been the first one to open Pandora's box uh, oh. in American history. So like he has a lot of interesting things that he did throughout um, the time there, and uh, I think. I can't remember exactly what happened when he did it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just uh, it was an interesting season for sure. But, okay. you know, I think he's part all-star. He's one of the initial people after season 10, like Dan's season, where, like, Dan's known to be, like, the best player, where, like, he was the next, like, great, good-ish player to mm-hmm. come along. So we'll see. Well, there's – so the next name on the list is absolutely not an all-star. I, he, by no definition of the word – is he an all-star? He could never be an all-star because to be an all-star, you have to survive in the house further than one week. I think I know what you're going to say. David Alexander from last year's Big Brother. The dude looked super charming, very handsome, very strong, able-bodied, capable, probably would have done really well in the show had he not encountered a very, very bad bit of luck, that being that there was the camp counselor twist last year, right at the beginning. The camp counselor was chosen by, uh, like, a house vote. Mm-hmm. Um, the four people that went for camp counselor were Cliff Hogg. They were um, whatever her fucking name is. Um, oh, my God. What's her name? Jessica. How could I forget Jessica? One of the greatest falls in Big Brother history is her falling off the wall and screaming bloody murder, holding her face. It's one of the funniest things in the world. And I'm, uh, we'll, maybe we'll edit it in. You're okay. Man. Good job, girl. Oh, you're, okay. you're good, Jess. You're good. You're okay. You made it. You did so good, babe. Oh. Just the sound. It's, it's her, like she got shot in the chest. Um, and then Jackson and David Alexander. Jackson ended up winning just by pure vote. He just campaigned for enough votes, got it. What he did, because he had to put four people up to compete in a competition to leave the house. That was the rule for this one. 
So in order to not make any like enemies or get that much blood on his hands or draw strict lines, he created basically he just said, I'm going to put up the three people that went for Camp Counselor because they didn't vote for me clearly. They were also going for something else and I have a clear way to go ahead and determine how I'm going to I'm going to figure out who I get rid of. And then he went and uh, added Kemi to the list as well. So uh, Kemi was a black girl on the show. David is a black dude on the show. Cliff Hogg was an old guy. And Jessica was a Hispanic woman. Uh, a whole bunch of minorities it, when it comes to the cast, which is usually young and white. Yeah. Um, so they came under a ton of fire. Big Brother did. And actually Jackson came under a ton of fire too because people were calling him racist for getting everybody out of the house and stuff. And there were problematic parts of last season. But David had an opportunity to stay in the house beyond week one because it was a pure challenge. It was a yeah, camp it, comeback thing. Yep. It was, it was a, a three people survive out of four, one person leaves and David lost. He lost the challenge. Granted, he was able to stay in the house for another three weeks because they had the, the camp comeback thing. Um, when he was given the opportunity to come back into the house, I don't think he did. He didn't win. Did he? No, I don't think so. I forget who it was. It might have been Cliff. I think Cliff came back. Could have been. I can't remember. I know. Three I think Cliff had left. I think Cliff came back. But whatever it was, I know David didn't come back. David was on one season as an actual real contestant, or one one episode as an actual real contestant. He's not an all star. Sorry. Um, could he do really well? Sure. I think this is Big Brother pandering. And I, after last season, I think it's probably for the best. I think I think they just needed to. If they have David in that list, they they make everything feel a little better. It's just because yeah. last season left such a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths with how everything was handled. And there was some sort of stigma, I think, with how... Because the first few people that were voted out were like David, Kami, Cliff Hogg, uh, Ovi, who was um, uh, an Indian guy. They voted out a whole bunch of people like that. And that was just like... It just didn't really go over that well, I think, with a lot of people. Um, Josh Martinez is in this list. Last I saw Josh, he was in the challenge this year, and buddy, is he as annoying as ever? Because he's a piece of shit. I don't like Josh, but uh, he strikes me as incredibly dumb. Maybe he's not. Josh, if you're listening, I, I don't mean it, pal. Like you could probably kick my ass. We can be friends. We'll be friends. Um, but I doubt you're listening. It's probably for the best that you don't, because I'm about to rip into you. I think you're a stupid fucking piece of shit. He went, and when he was like smacking pots and pans at Cody. Like to to like get under his skin to like really piss him off, um, for for I don't remember what reason. I think it was just he was on the other side of the house. He was he was manipulated by Paul. He wasn't a winner. He was a tool. He was a tool in multiple senses of the word. He was an absolute douche. And then in the second sense of the word, he was used by Paul as like a warfare tactic. Like it wasn't anything where Josh did anything on his own. I don't think Josh was a really smart player. It's really interesting, though, because my dad never watched Big Brother because I was still watching this season a little bit when I was back at home. and uh, Or I think my sister was watching it. And my my dad went and was watching this final episode and said, like, because he, he was, like, whatever, in the room or whatever, and kind of seen Josh play the whole season. He thought he was a fucking idiot. And then he saw Josh's actual jury speech at, like, his his final, like, pitch to win the show. And my dad went, like, that's the most coherent speech i've ever heard on this show and i was like how what are you fucking talking about he's like so like, yeah i thought he was just a bumbling idiot and then immediately when he got into his jury thing he's like, he's like i had this reasoning for doing this i got this person out like he said he sounded super coherent so um my dad i guess is 
is the only fan of Josh in this household. To be fair, Josh had a great strategy where he uses goodbye messages to expose Paul, which mm. was a phenomenal way to get jury on your side, which is just being blatantly honest and saying, uh, yeah, Paul got you did this. He's been doing, like, I had to do this for Paul. You know what I mean? So he was throwing Paul under the bus as Paul was also throwing himself under the bus. Mm-hmm. So it was just a double whammy, and I think that's why he's coming back was because he had a good strategy in the later part of the game when it was jury management time. And uh, that's why I don't think he'll do, if he's in, he'll well this season. I think he's going to be an easy target to get rid of. I mean, I don't think he was the best at HOH or vetoes. Like, I, I don't think so. Um, but, I don't know. Well, it's, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, he played a fine game. He did win. So, like, in a, in a cast of people that granted didn't perform particularly well we're talking about Kazar. we're talking about david david finished last place he was the last place in mm-hmm. any of these so if like if you're trying to build a cast of all-stars right you would think that on average they should finish probably what top five top six and yeah. really shouldn't finish lower than that a reality average you should probably be everyone on the show should be within the top six or seven so the no, average 100%. should average should probably be like three mm-hmm. um david's in there he finished 16th josh is in there he finished first so the average between those two is an eight yeah. And then you had a whole bunch of other people where you only really have, I mean, fucking. I'd probably go around somewhere between like a 3.5 fourth place type average. I mean, yeah. you're looking at it just because, like, there are a lot of people in that were like 10th, 11th, 12th. I mean, 16th is weird to have that one first week. But, like, there are some winners. And you also factor in some of them, like we were talking about earlier, came in, like, placed in two different seasons and, like, did well in both or well in one. So, so I mean, we have we have a couple, right? Um they're in the first group that I had read off. So Ian, Nicole, Casey, all winners, right? Um, Josh, also a winner. Um, and then I think Keisha also won a season, but I don't know because I don't know Keisha like that. But I know that when she was announced, people lost their marbles. I forget her fucking last name. Smith. But yeah, no. So Keisha Smith um, was on Big Brother 10... I don't think that she won. She might have won, though. I don't remember. I don't think she won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, whatever. She was on the show. Uh, I'm going to read into her more because people were, like, freaking out and, like, really happy that she was there. But, like, Danny Donato's in this, too. Danny Donato didn't win. She finished second place one year. She finished eighth place the second year. They're the first year that she was in it. So, like, these aren't, these aren't, they're fan favorites. These aren't all-stars. They're fan yeah. favorites. Uh, that's why I'm saying it's a half-and-half half series. Yeah. You know, like, Half of them have been all-stars, great players. Half of them have been, I mean, also even saying fan favorites. Like when you're talking about the David thing, like, he, I'm not sure it was a fan favorite. It's more of CBS just kind of covering their ass, I think, a little bit. I agree. I agree. Where it's like, all right, he was wrongfully put out. I mean, and they kind of threw the winner under the bus, like Jackson on the bus a little bit. Like, I don't know. I, I think it'll be interesting to see the combination, but it would be kind of funny to see, like, the fan favorites get knocked out just early. <laughs> like, unbelievably hilarious. Like, David comes in maybe 15th this yeah, time. Yeah, going to say. It's improvement. It's improvement. Yeah, it's one place higher, you know? But, um, no, the, the all in all the cast, I think, is it's going to be entertaining. I, I hope. I hope. I really hope. I think there's enough entertaining people in the house. I just wouldn't I wouldn't call it an all-star season. Absolutely no, not. Absolutely not. Hey, pal, you saw the, uh, the leak of the house? You saw yes. what the house looked like? Saw what the house looked like. If you're not. I haven't seen the – I saw the kitchen, and I saw a whole bunch of the other features, all the graffiti shit. I think it looks dope. 
I think it looks really sick. Um, you saw, so you saw the kitchen, which is uh, basically three of the top legends, which is a mural of Dan, uh, mural of Derek, and also an interesting choice. I think it was one of uh, Daniel Reyes, who will be possibly in the house. Most likely. But, but that's what now. It's, now I'm saying the other two aren't. So I'm trying to figure out if the rumored cast of Daniel being in is just kind of uh, a myth because she's. It'd be weird to be in a house where like you're one of the three legends you're there or they'll do something with her as like she is one of the three legends who are on like you know throw in like some twist or cha- challenge or whatever but mm-hmm. I think it'd be great best HOH room I've ever seen in my life I mean I would pay so much money let's turn this uh, motherfucker around I want to see it ooh, okay. ooh. I, that's the, the biggest room I think I've ever seen in an HOH yeah, the room skylight everything wait they have an actual light to the outside yeah I'd say so yeah it's incredible. I mean, it could also be uh, made up. It might, it might be a projection on the outside, but either way, it looks really cool. Yeah, it'd be kind of odd to have that. It probably is a projection, realistically speaking. Just <laughs> CBS doesn't want people, you know, droning in. Watching oh, my God. That's something they never had to worry about before, right? Drones are, like, a, not a newer thing, but, like, I don't think anyone's ever really considered the fact that you could put a drone over top of the, the backyard and record shit. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's kind of made, like, null and void if you have the live feed but i mean the amount of pictures i've seen like oh big brother 22 looking like they're setting up it's like yeah man like they already announced it you know it was just so funny to see it but i i think it's funny to add into it where like they have to kind of say like oh we're trying to not have drones be able to see into it but it's like it's a giant backyard on the cbs lot it's like this isn't a house like how survivors out in fiji where no one can fly a drone there but it's like, I mean, I think we spend a lot of money on, like, podcast stuff to start up, but I don't know. I think we should budget a drone. I think we'd ha- we'd have much better podcast content if we droned over we, the we backyard. Can, we can budget a drone. I think I can spend a couple, you know, a couple grand. Done. Yeah, Done. Deal. Easy. Deal. We need a drone with uh, 2,000 miles of range because we're in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait to see who actually is in the cast. I mean, Wednesday at 8 will be an amazing time just because... They also, I think, uh, one of the biggest Big Brother, like, Twitter handles, like, the rumor, Big Brother uh, rumors was saying, like, there's an unexpected person in the cast. So I'm thinking, like, they've seen the rumored list, and maybe there's, like, they're throwing in a wrench somewhere, just some surprise, like, Donnie or something like that. Yeah. Or, like, some just maybe half fanfare, half all-star, or, like, maybe Dan actually does come in. You know what I mean? Like, just someone, like, no one thought of that they'd actually come in, which would be an amazing time. I mean, I think that's for the best, too. I mean, they've, they've been leaking. I, I have no doubt that CBS has been leaking a whole bunch of these people to feel out how the audience would actually respond to them. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and they're also going like, oh, hey, you're creating an all-stars thing. This is the people that we would want. They're monitoring all this shit. They've been super active. They've been wicked cryptic on Twitter. They're posting out fucking hieroglyphics and asking people to decode them, and people are fucking pouring out their entire life into it. But, I mean, it it's not about pouring your whole life to, into, into it because we'll find out in T-minus... 44 40, hours 44 hours yeah, we'll man. know like we'll on the dot 44 hours from now we'll start learning the cast it's um, mid it's midnight on monday especially from julian moon is or chen moonves chen moonves don't you forget it don't I you keep, forget it i keep mixing up with she's you. she's julie chen moonves she's yeah, always yeah. been julie chen moonves you're right but um, um no yes. this was super fun pal yeah good episode zero great episode yeah. zero I mean, I think it's just good. It was good to just run through the cast with you. Um, I mean, we we definitely have some work to do once we find out who they actually are. But in the meantime, I mean, it's all gravy. This is just a good time, just yeah, shooting the better. breeze, just shooting the breeze. 
Yeah, man. I can't wait to see what reality wagon spits out. In we'll the find out. Oh boy, I think I might have to censor myself a little bit more on the reality wagon Twitter because I mean, like, I'm just trying to be more. I, this is a family friendly show, and I got to be a family from the. It's fa- it's family friendly enough. Like, there's no like like uh, people doing shots of tequila out of other people's vaginas like on fucking Rock of Love. That's fair. So I I, I gotta yeah, it's definitely it's definitely for a different audience, different age group, but. No, I mean this is good. I'm I'm really excited to see how the cast turns out, but I'm really just excited to have Big Brother back because I it's I've been missing it. I've been missing it. I it's been a really difficult quarantine for everybody, but it's been a particularly difficult quarantine for me because this is kind of all I live for. Yeah, it is. It's true. This is all he does in his off time. Either Big Brother, he knew Survivor wasn't coming back, so yep. this is a saving grace. If he wasn't here, I mean, he'd be lying, you know, disappointingly in your bed all day. I mean, this not not a purpose. change from what I usually do, but this yes. will get me out of my bed where I can sit upright disappointingly. But now this was super fun, and um, I mean, I think we can call this episode wrapped, right? This yeah. is episode zero of Reality Wagons Big Brother podcast, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys later. All right, man. Talk to you soon.